Hey everyone, welcome to our newest WeatherWise podcast. And today we are going to be talking about spring weather wars. So yes, we're going to be talking about, you know, sayings that you may have heard that revolve around the spring months. So this is in a way kind of a sequel of the one that we did a couple months ago where Chief Meteorologist Daniel Johnson and I, we talked about the fall months. So now this time we're going to be focusing on spring. This time around though, I am with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. So yes, Sloan. So we're going to be talking about now uh, some warmer weather type of weather lore so yeah so Mm -hmm. um definitely we're gonna talk about march april may and june here yep so we sort of wanted to schedule this podcast a little bit differently because ulysses is full of weather knowledge especially um weather folklore for those of you who don't know ulysses does a segment at the station called weather tidbits and he's dedicated a few of them to um, weather folklore around the year. One of my favorite ones, it's the caterpillar, I believe. Oh, yeah, the woolly caterpillar. Yeah. And that's for winter. So now we're going to focus this one on spring. We know it's April, but spring did start in March. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a few March ones in front of me now. So one of the ones, um, these are according to Farmer's Almanac, so people know where they can find a list of weather folklore, is isn't it on St. Joseph's Day, the 19th clear, so follows a fertile year? Isn't on St. Mary's 25th, bright and clear, fertile is said to be the year? So you can see that a lot of the um, folklore is tied into um, agriculture. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. The ones that, yeah, for March, we definitely deal with some agricultural theme now that, you know, in March with the milder weather, no longer days, people will start planting. And then there's some even other ones that are also related to agriculture. Like there's one that says a dry March and a wet May fill barns and bays with corns of and hay. So I know it's kind of rhymes with corn. And hay, so <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and then there's even some that are just like in general, when it comes to like the weather, um, in general, like we have ones in March to say, as it rains in March, so it rains in June. We'll see if that one is true. We did end up with a decent amount of rain in March. So we'll see if that one really does follow up at the end of the spring in June. Um, obviously, yeah. the, one of the more common ones is March winds and April showers bring forth May flowers. So that's one of the more uh, uh, common ones that we hear. But this time around, they actually include the month of March. Usually what we hear is April showers bring May flowers. Um, so many mist in March, you see. So many frost in May will be. Uh, so, yeah, I'm guessing that means, like, if we see a little bit more of those foggy-ish type days, mm-hmm. we may see a couple frosts in the month of May. And then, like Sloan mentioned, there was the ones about St. Joseph and St. Mary's. And that's obviously the most common one that we hear in March is in like a lion and out like a lamb. Mm-hmm. So, um, and... Uh, so that, that means that usually the weather tends to be pretty hectic as it comes in, and it usually tends to go out pretty quietly. And I don't think that's usually been the case lately. Uh, mm. I think last week, with the way the weather was um, last week, I definitely can say it went out more like a lion than it did as a lamb with the severe weather we had down in parts of the south. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw another one where um, it was talking about a late spring. So I believe spring. Spring began on was it March 21st mm-hmm. officially Ulysses yep and they kept talking about like the start of spring 
like a late spring never deceives. So this also has to do with the crop saying when the spring arrives late, then the frost threat of damage to plants is much less. So we we did a podcast um, last week where we sort of talked about that a bit. We were talking about like, oh, people shouldn't plant until about 30 days after the last frost because it gives you enough time Mm -hmm. um, between then to see if like another one would be coming. And I thought that was very interesting just to see how much of these um, surround agriculture too. Um, Because if we go into April, like if it thunders on all fool's day, it brings good crops of corn and hay. So talking about how thunders good luck on April fools because it brings bountiful crops and then a cold May and a windy April, a full barn and April cold and wet fills barn and barrel. When April blows its horn, then it stands with hay, rye and corn and a cold and moist April fills the cellar and fattens the cow. So this is just showing how people believe the weather plays a role with farming. And they are coming up with these folklores. And they're also pretty easy to remember, you could say, Ulysses, because a lot of them do rhyme. Yeah, a lot of them do rhyme. And I think that's probably why, you know, obviously, you know, these a lot of these folklores were created before, you know, technology uh, was evolved. And usually this is how they kind of, tend to go on things you know they kind of look they try to look for patterns and and stuff and this is usually how most of these weather uh lores tend to be created so keep in mind that most of these were created before technology Mm -hmm. um was around and like sloan mentioned they usually made it really short um so that way people can actually um you know just remember so um yeah and there's what's interesting though even though we're going to be talking about spring is that there's even some folklores within spring that try to even predict for summer. Like there's one here that um, I found for March. It says, if it's before the equinox, if there's a storm out of the Southwest, then the summer will be wet. If it's after the equinox, if after the equinox, if there's a storm within a few days, then the summer will be dry. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we'll see how much of these are uh, expected. And even some that said, if March is dry, expect six weeks of rainy weather afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you and then there's even ones that involve animals. It says if the frogs holler in early March, there will be three more freezes. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely. Um, and then even ones that involve like the summer, like the one I uh, there's another one that says a rainy March brings a sad August. Um, so that um, in that one they were trying to reference that. Uh, what they're trying to reference in that one is saying that if there's too much rain in March, the harvesting might not be as great when it comes to the month of our. August. Yep. And um, going throughout the months, another one is when Easter is late. It is usually a long, cold spring. That one's really not true at all, just because um, Easter has nothing to do or has to do with the date of the Paschal full moon and nothing to do with the weather. So that's just something to think about. Like some of these are true, some of them aren't true maybe the ones that aren't true were like true for one person and Mm -hmm. it stuck with like their family throughout the generations but the ones that are true um you know you see that like the march showers april showers bring may flowers like another one that is true is thunder and spring cold will bring and that's typically because we see cold fronts 
bring thunderstorms through an area, especially in the springtime when we start to warm up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. There's the ingredients there for the thunderstorms. So that's just saying thunder is bad because it's bad for your crops. Because if a cold front moves through, you could maybe get another frost, especially earlier in the season. But a lot of the ones I'm seeing about spring overall are just about like better a late spring than early blossoms because they're trying to make sure that they don't have that first, that another frost happen. That's going to ruin the crops. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So definitely, like you said, it's either, uh, it's either a lot of, a lot, but depending on crops depending or, uh, you know, definitely stuff blossoming. It's definitely what the spring is really focused on um, for sure. So, you know, and like you said, there's some that, you know, it's just like they talk more about temperatures and stuff, but it's definitely mm-hmm. interesting how the folklores for um, for spring mm-hmm. are more about how things are being hard uh, about crops and planting. While I remember the ones for fall were usually trying to predict more about snow for the winter. I feel like they were always more predictable yeah. for winter than they were for actual autumn um, itself. You know, um, I think that's kind yeah. of interesting um, when I look back at that um, that. Um, weatherwise podcast but yeah and then for april um some of the ones that i've already been noticing here for the month of april i'm trying to see if i can find some here is like uh you know rain before uh, i'm trying to see here what's a good one for april like uh that is not completely like all about animals per se because some of these i don't understand what they mean but uh, <laughs> definitely there's a lot of like april ones that i keep looking at and they just like really just talk about like animals but here's like Okay, so there's one that I found that says um, moist April, clear June, cloudy April, dewy May, snow in April is manure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but definitely most of the ones I've seen for April are just uh, like when it says a cold and moist April fills the cellar and fattens the cow. Yep. And going off of well, animals and what they might eat when it comes to May, the trend I'm noticing is more of like a dewy mm-hmm. start to your day. That's what farmer saw is good luck. So I'd say like a dewy morning brings a good haying day and a heavy dew at night promises a good day to follow. So they saw like, you know, when you walk outside late spring and we're heading towards the summer months and we start to see the dew on the grass in the morning, yep. farmers saw that as good luck. Um, they said that the weather was going to be good for them. It was good for them for their um, plants. Another one is a poor frost on the 1st of May indicates a good harvest. So now as we're heading into the later spring months, we're noticing that it's not about the crops, you know, being bountiful and still growing and flourishing. They're starting to use the weather to predict how good of a harvest they're going to have in the fall. So we do yeah. start to see that throughout these um, myths is that, or these folklores is that they're using it to predict really what's coming right around the corner for them. So this one, speaking of how they're relating spring and fall is if the spring is cold and wet, the fall will be hot and dry. Now there's really not a a connection between that. It could just be a coincidence, but that's just showing how now they're heading later in the months that they're like, okay, fall is coming soon now. We have to figure out what's going to happen then. But growing up in the mid-Atlantic, I remember in um, the summertime, people would always say in South Jersey, oh, it was a really hot summer. So that means it's going to be a really cold winter. 
and vice versa. And I remember like hearing these now growing up and South Jersey is a very large um, agricultural center. So it's now putting it together and seeing how the weather played a role in these folklores. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Like like we were mentioning these folklores, it's all about trying to like, you know, give an idea of what's going to happen later on when it comes to the weather or how much, uh, you know, either your, you know, your, your agriculture or something, but it's usually just trying to forecast something into the future. And like you said, you know, if the, um, if you, people in South Jersey, they thought they had a, a, um, a warmer summer, they would think they would have a colder winter mm. vice versa, or maybe the opposite effect. If it was a cooler summer, maybe they'll think it's a warmer winter. So definitely, mm. uh, you know, and I mean, obviously this will continue to this day. I mean, obviously maybe, you know, even here on Del Mar, but I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we interview some farmers or something like they probably have some, mm. uh, you know, they probably, you know, been in the business for a while and they can probably have an idea of like, um, you know, based on how the seasons are, like how their crops could tend to mm. tend out if it continues that same um, direction. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And definitely, like you said, May is definitely more of a month with, with dewiness. And that's pretty much just because of the fact that by that point, we start introducing more of that humidity uh, mm. across the area. We start seeing more of a, you know, summer-like type weather, and we start waking up more to that dew on the ground. And that's typical. You know, we start seeing less of those um, less humid days across the area. And by that point, they just become few and far between as we go into summer. Yep. And speaking of summer, June is the last month of spring. So as we head into June, the, um, the folklore is a little bit more about the rain, um, a little bit more about the sun, things especially associate with um, June through August, seeing a little bit more rainfall through those couple of months. So one of them is if June is sunny, the harvest will come early. So again, this is them starting to talk about fall, starting to talk about the harvest season. In June, when there is no dew, it indicates rain. Mm. Well, when we have moisture in the atmosphere, we can still have the possibility for those thunderstorms. So that one, not all true. And a cold and wet June spoils the rest of the year. I can see how a lot of rain could damage crops. Mm -hmm. And then June damp and warm does a farmer no harm. So just typical June weather. That's what the farmers want. And a good rain in June sets all the tune. So really June is focusing on how much rain they're getting and how it's going to affect the outcome of their upcoming harvest season. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, definitely in June, it's more focused on rain. Uh, um, and then, you know, I know we were talking a little bit of how like it's mostly predicting more towards fall, but I even found mm -hmm. a May folklore that actually focuses on winter. It says mm -hmm. in the middle of May comes the tail of winter. So I guess it's just saying the last of winter goes through in the month of May. And then going into June, I also found some ones where it says uh, when it is hottest in June, it will be the coldest in the corresponding days of nether trust a July sky. So I'm trying to think that maybe that means that there's probably going to be some cool days. Uh, maybe the coolest days of the summer are probably going to be in the month of July. So that means that if we get some, if we get the hottest weather in June, that means there's a good chance that we might see some cooler weather going into July. Um, based on what I have seen here. Mm -hmm. Oh no, wait, the corresponding oh no i'm sorry i misread that one i'm sorry when it's the hottest in june it will be the coldest in the corresponding days of the next february so that means that the coldest days of the year 
would be next February. I'm sorry. I kind of I kind of had these a uh, little bit separate. And then it says on rain on St. John's Day, which is the 24th of June, we may expect a wet harvest. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and, then I, and then I also found some other ones when it comes to June. It says a wet June makes a dry September. Um, and then uh, and there's some that even go for like other crops that we really didn't even talk about. Like rain on St. Barnabas Day on June 11th is good for grapes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see if it rains on June 27th, it will rain for seven weeks. Um, and calm, yeah, and then um, calm weather in June sets corn in tune. Those are just a few other ones. Huh. And so that wraps up um, the month of spring. But for some folklore, spring overall, one of them, I'm just talking about how they use it to predict the next season, is a rainy spring is followed by a quiet summer. And that's somewhat true because generally an active weather pattern does settle down over time. It doesn't prolong for months. And then another one is a rainy spring is followed by a dry summer. And... That's hit or miss because sometimes an extreme season could be followed by a mild season or an opposite um, change in the weather pattern the next season. And then here's one about spring and fall again is spring rain dams, autumn rain soaks. So if it doesn't rain as much as spring, then will not rain a lot in the falls, but it's pretty much is or over. It will rain a lot in the fall. Sorry, is what that is saying. So they really do use like these folklore as a way, almost like forecast the weather before there was the science behind it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to see how it happens because there's some that are just about rain overall, like how people used to think of it was going to rain that day. So one is like rain before seven, clear before 11 or rain after seven. It rains all day. And if it rains on the first Sunday of the month, every Sunday except one will usually be wet. So it's just showing these interesting uh, correlations people were seeing with the rain. One of the ones that um, I've seen before is or have heard of is when the ants close up their hills, we will have rain in a day or two. If the ant hills are open, it will continue to be fair. I've seen that before, heard that before. And another one has to do with the winds, like talking about a storm coming. Mm -hmm. This one isn't as obvious about the winds, but it says when leaves turn over, it's a sign of rain. How else would the leaves turn over if there wasn't a system approaching, bringing some winds? And then the other one is variable wind indicates a coming storm. And generally storms are associated with the cold front moving through. So that makes sense showing that you're having those changes in the wind speed and back to the dew is no dew in the morning indicates rain and that was similar to the one i mentioned about the um thunderstorm where they were saying no dew in the morning means no storms in the day which is interesting because you do need moisture for rain and for um thunderstorms to occur no yeah absolutely we definitely need yeah definitely moisture is important and uh just for rain or even thunderstorms just to form so yeah so definitely there has to be at least some sort of dew probably the night the day before i know in the summer like obviously we we get due uh mm-hmm. you know when you wake up in the morning but we still get the three o'clock thunderstorm so i mean yeah. that kind of in a way it's like not necessarily true just because the fact that a pop-up thunderstorm can still occur late in the afternoon yeah well 
I think we covered a lot of folklore. No, yeah, absolutely. I think we covered a lot of when it comes to the folklore. I think here on Delmarva this week, though, it's been quite uh, quite wet, especially mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, especially last night on Tuesday night. We dealt with a good amount of rain here. Um, and, and more rains. We're still all the not way. done with the rain, though. We're getting like a little bit of a break today during the daytime, but as we go into Thursday, we'll have a cold front that's going to push through, and that's going to be bring another chance of rain and possibly the chance for some thunderstorms. So mm-hmm. uh, just be mindful of that. And then we can still deal with some spotty showers as we go into Friday and Saturday. So mm-hmm. by that point, though, temperatures will start getting a bit cooler, but we can't eliminate the rain just yet. No, but unfortunately not. You're going to need that umbrella with you for the next couple of days. But the good news is temperature is not too bad to finish out the work week. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the temperatures right now, I can't really complain about them. They're close to 70 degrees. They're a little bit above average. So it's, it's uh, I know like I know uh, we have had some people are kind of getting a little annoyed because every time it warms up, we get rain right after. But I mean, this is just what happens during spring. And it's a transition fall. season. Yeah, it's a transition season. So, but eventually we will get nice days with mild and warm temperatures. It's just that right now mm-hmm. we're still kind of dealing with the back and forth weather with a little bit of winter chill, winter still trying to mm-hmm. hang on um, across the area. So we will see our temperatures fall as we go into the weekend, but it will quickly begin to warm up as we go into next week. I know you showed the the climate prediction mm. uh, the cpc the four the temperature outlook and it shows that it was going to be warm for the next six yep. ten days out so we're going to start seeing some above average temperatures by that point so and that's good news that's what i want i wanted to say something really quick because i saw it um earlier this morning on twitter and it was temperatures might be nice but Um, And you might want to go outside and do some activities on the water. Like I love to go kayaking. I want to go kayaking, but the water temperature is still a bit chilly. It's still dangerous. So that's something to think about as we head throughout the the spring months is just practicing water safety. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know the national weather service, they always, um, they always send out a reminder saying that um, you shouldn't do it below 60 degrees. So if the Mm -hmm. water temperature is still below 60, which it still is, I know when we do our tides, we show the water temperatures mm. for like the Atlantic and the Chesapeake, but even like regular rivers, um, you know, nearby are probably going to be still in the fifties right now, low fifties mm. right now. So, uh, you know, and if you are going to be out in those waters, um, you know, make sure you have like a bodysuit or something, you know, that, 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 you know, it's going to keep you warm. Just don't go just, mm. um, you know, willy nilly into out in the water because definitely you'll be risking uh, hypothermia. And that's the thing we want to keep you in mind. And that's even as temperatures get, um, a lot warmer once we start seeing 80s and even 90s and people are going to think oh because it's 85 degrees outside or even 90 degrees outside um, let's get into the water and the problem is that you can still have water temp water takes a lot longer mm-hmm. to warm up and to cool down compared to the land so um, so um, be mindful that even when temperatures get very very warm or even hot outside um, still not recommended to go out into those waters. And usually on average, mm-hmm. when it comes to water temperatures here on Delmarva, we'll get up to 60 degrees. Um, usually by the right around Memorial Day is when mm-hmm. we'll start hitting um, the 60 degree mark when it comes to our water temperatures. And by that point is also when we start releasing our beach forecast as well. Yep. Well, I think we've covered it all, Ulysses. Yep. So yeah, spring, it's a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, make sure this week, like Flo mentioned, you know, don't put away that umbrella just yet. We're going to have more chances of rain. So make sure to stay dry, everyone. 
Uh, but, you know, we'll have a couple more talks here over the next, you know, as we continue on, we'll have a different topic every single week. So I just want to say um, when it comes to weather-wise, we're bringing you weather wisdom. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great rest of your work week and a fantastic weekend, everyone. See ya.